Welcome to the Strong Like Mum podcast. This podcast is sponsored by WellBaby. WellBaby, from the makers of Pregnacare, provides careful nutritional support for babies and young children from birth to four years. WellBaby is a comprehensive vitamin and mineral range, which includes the exact levels of vitamin A, C and D, as recommended by the UK Department of Health. Hello and welcome to the first episode of season two of the Strong Like Mum podcast. And today I'm joined once again by Charlie Barker, founder of Bumps and Burpees, author of the upcoming book Bumps and Burpees, which is now available to pre-order, focusing on trimesters one, two, three and four. So that immediate postnatal period. And it's on sale in early February. Charlie has also recently become a mum to five month old Alfie. Uh, this season, all episodes will take part in the Talk in 20 series where we discuss a topic in 20 something minutes. So it's short, but it's packed full of information. And today's episode focuses on postnatal physical recovery and the best exercises to get started with. Hello, Charlie. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's exciting to speak to you again. We are um, we are, have now both had our children. Yeah, three between us. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So since we last spoke, you've given birth to Alfie. How do you feel that your personal experience has opened a fresh perspective on postnatal recovery? Well, I'd say that probably I have a lot more empathy for new mums now. Not that I didn't have empathy before, um, but it's really shown me that, you know, the things that I learned in books and courses and all that kind of thing, it completely is true. Um I would say that it it hasn't changed how I do things and how I would um, t- take a client through their recovery, but it's been great for me to go through it personally because I can really understand how things feel, not just knowing what happens. It's it's amazing for me to think, you know, some people were saying, oh, do I have to wait for the six-week mark before I exercise? And actually, those first six weeks for me, I couldn't even imagine finding the time to exercise before six weeks, let alone the energy. So it's been... It's been really good for me to experience it, just to sort of double check that everything was right that I was sort of teaching women. But um, yeah, it's been very interesting, I have to say. Yeah, I I kind of had a similar experience after having had a cesarean. So again, I've trained all sorts of clients, but I've never had a cesarean before. And I know what's advised and I know everything, like you said, that I've learned in books and that I've learned through working with women. But experiencing it myself was so eye-opening to really, really feel what you're told. And it is like a really eye-opening experience. So I can totally relate to that. Um, I recently ran a survey on my social media asking women about the biggest barriers to fitness. And the most common answer was time. So how have Mm -hmm. you found it possible to fit in exercise between, well, parenting, but also um, work and maybe being a little bit more tired? And how kind of have you found that? Well, I completely agree. Like, I, I thought, um, oh, you know, I would actually be have been guilty of saying to people before, oh, just squeeze in a quick 20 minutes here and there. And it is so much more than that. It's not just quickly doing 20 minutes of exercise. It's making sure the baby's fed, making sure that you've got a space to exercise, making sure that, you know, all these things have lined up so you can do your 20 minutes. And actually, it's so hard. And sometimes you just want 20 minutes to sit on the sofa. Mm. Um, so I have found it difficult, and especially being tired so some days it's just the last thing you want to do but often when I've prioritized it nearly all the time actually I've always felt much better for having done it and actually I've started to learn when in my day works best to do it so at the beginning I was trying to do um 
exercise in the afternoons after my husband had finished work and he could take over but actually by then I was knackered mm. Alfie was going to, into his sort of like witching hour mm. and I just had all the mum guilt in the world and so now what I think works for us much better is if I do it first thing in the morning so I wake up feed him then I go mm. because because for me that works best so I think it, it's taken me some time and especially with trying to work and everything as well I get messages from women saying the same thing how do you fit it in and the answer is I often don't the truth is that I you know I wish I could do it more mm. and it makes no sense in your head when you think why can't I all I've got is a baby why can't I just do 20 minutes of exercise but some days it's just impossible um, but I think the key is finding the time in the day that works for you and your baby because it's not the same for everyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've also found that preparing ahead, like if I, <clears throat> if I, I don't need to plan a full workout, but if I have a rough idea of things I want to do in that session, like, okay, I'm going to do um, some skipping for five minutes and then I'm going to do some core exercise or what, you know, just a rough idea when that 20 minutes comes up because like you're saying if you know it you don't have to do a, a full length workout if you've got a spare 20 minutes that's great to fit it in but it's as you said having to prepare all that stuff around it and by the time the babies are fed and then they're asleep and then the other ones have got food blah, 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 i it, i have that 20 minutes but by the time i've got myself dressed and then i think right what do i want to do the 20 minutes is gone and so yeah, exactly. if i have a rough idea right the next time i get a 20 minutes i'm just going to skip for 10 minutes I can just go out and do it. And also, I'm big into athleisure wear, so I'm pretty much always dressed, <laughs> dressed in yes. sports gear. Yes, oh my God, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I can be like, okay, I've got 20 minutes, get the skipping rope out, and then and then I'm off. But I hear you, and especially now having four, it's been really eye-opening because it's not just putting one baby down. There's two twins who could wake up at any moment, and then I've got two other children who need to be entertained. So it does take a lot of flexibility. And like you said, often you, you don't fit it in, and I wait for a weekend. And at the moment, I'm probably exercising three times a week if I can manage it, but sometimes only twice. So it's definitely... Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm saying it's hard, and I've only got one baby. You've got four, so I salute you. <laughs> that is hard. That is hard, but, you know, it's mental because actually... When, before you have babies you just think oh yeah of course here there you know just do like a few squats whilst you're doing this whilst doing that it's actually mm. so hard to do so hats off to all mums trying to fit an exercise it is yeah. very difficult well and also as someone who has lots and lots and lots of children <laughs> um it's actually you know people always say to me gosh you've got four like how do you do you know oh my gosh I've only got one but actually I found the first the the toughest one to get my head around you know yeah. it was it came as a shock to the system and I was not prepared for like the demand of everything to do with parenting and now I've settled into it and I understand and I can find time for myself amongst parenting and it's totally achievable. But with that initial, when I first became a mum, I was like, whoa, my gosh, I did not realise it was like Yeah, so, um, <laughs> it is a bit of a shock. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I definitely think, I definitely think, you know, it's, it, it's not really um, a matter of how many children you have. I think it's, you know, as you said, hats off to all mums. Um, the second question, the second point that came up as a barrier to exercise was lack of knowledge and knowing what's safe and where to begin. So what would you advise your clients on where, what's the best place to start? Well, I would say the first thing that I um, always hammer home to all my clients and anyone who messaged me on Instagram is to not not jump in at the deep end, not go back to what you were doing before you were pregnant, because actually you have to remember how much your body's been through. And also you might have taken time off, hopefully after you've had your baby, to rest and recover. And even if you hadn't had a baby, taking off six, eight weeks, 
you wouldn't be going straight back in at the deep end. So I would say first things first, ease back in. So I wouldn't pick up any weights to start with. I would go straight into body weight stuff. Mm. Um, and don't start setting your sights on, I want to do an hour long workout um, or I want to go out for a run straight away or, you know, go back to thinking what you want you to strengthen your body for. So the mm. first workout I did was 20 minutes or maybe even a bit less and I did some body weight squats and lunges and I cannot tell you how sore my legs were the next <laughs> day and it was bizarre to me because I was thinking this would have not even been or probably a warm-up for me before but mm. your body your body needs to be um sort of ease back into it because it's gone through so much so I would say I mean I also um we go through this a bit in the book about the first sort of stages of getting back into exercise but you've got to reconnect your brain to your muscles and mm. your core and your pelvic floor all these kind of things so it's it's quite slow and maybe a bit boring the first few sessions because it's things that aren't that fun you know you've got to do small movements to mm. um wake up those muscles again but i would say keep the weights away from you from the most point you know obviously there's different different stories with different people but i would say body weight move your muscles move your body in a way that feels good for you and just get things going again gently and slowly and also listen to your body if something doesn't feel good for you then maybe you've gone in too soon or maybe today's just not a good day um, but I would work on building up that strength at home mm-hmm. or in the gym if you want but using your body weight and just kind of stay away from impact initially and stay away from dumbbells this is a very general you know advice obviously everybody's different but mm. don't jump in where you used to be is my main point yeah yeah no absolutely um I think the general advice at the moment like the guidelines um is to wait until your six to eight week check to engage in high intensity exercise but um you can begin with pelvic floor exercises and walking sort of immediately really as as soon as you feel ready so for me it's been very different this time after a cesarean to my first two deliveries. Um, it's also been my third pregnancy. So again, a lot of changes there. And as you said, it's so individual to each woman, but those are sort of the rough guidelines. I also think it is amazing. And it has been so important to me this time around the power of the breath. And as you're talking about there, you know, when you, that immediate postnatal period, we need to give some consideration to reconnecting with our body. And I definitely felt that after a cesarean and it was breathing exercises and I remember people advising me breathing exercises before I had any children and I was like oh gosh don't start like I'm sorry <laughs> it's not just about breathing this has got you know but oh my gosh the power of the breath is amazing and you know I've done a little bit of work into um and a little bit of research into how breathing can help to keep scar tissue mobile after a cesarean and it's so so incredible so those deep breathing exercises and then pelvic it working in the pelvic floor is you know kind of where I would advise to start and then as you said low impact stuff and keeping the weights away for the time being um yeah exactly I I totally agree and also I have to say I didn't listen to my own advice and I didn't um do any sort of gentle stretching in the first couple of weeks after having Alfie and when I went back to doing some stretching I was so tight because of course you're sitting Mm. down so much more than you've ever done before you're feeding in awkward positions so I would also advise to you know not doing an hour-long stretch but to just move a little bit stretch go on some walks and just don't sit down the entire time obviously once you've you know recover the first couple of days do move around because just because you can't do any exercise in inverted commas doesn't mean you can't move yeah yeah absolutely um okay the third um was motivation so how have you found 
the motivation to get up and exercise? Where do you find the energy? How do you get around that? That is tricky because I think you and I, because we've been in, we're in this industry and we actually love to exercise. So we're lucky in that sense because we've already got a bit of natural motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I love working out and I love the feeling after. So for me, I've had to sort of dig deep and remind myself how good I feel afterwards some days when I'm feeling a bit knackered and um, I can't be bothered to get my gym stuff on, all these kind of things. I, I know I feel better after a workout. Um, the other thing is, is my husband's been really good at helping to encourage me because he knows if I haven't done any exercise, I start to feel a bit rubbish and mm. things like this. And so he's been saying that, why don't I take Alfie for a walk and you can do some exercise at home or, you know, so he's been on my team, if you like. So I think it's important to maybe let your partner know, look, this week I really want to try and do some exercise. Can you help how can you help me carve out some time? Because I think if it's made easier for you to do, the motivation is less is less difficult to find. But I would say that what some days when I really haven't had the motivation, I've just started. So I've just thought, okay, well, whatever, I'll just do 10 minutes and see. And always I carry on because mm-hmm. as soon as you start, those endorphins get flowing, you start to feel good, you get, you're having some time to yourself. Um, so I'd say the, the biggest challenge is to get started. So why don't you just tell yourself, I'm just going to do 10 minutes of movement, then I'm going to have a shower, then I'll be done. And if that's all you do, then that's all you do. But yep. quite often you'll find that then you carry on for a bit because you realise, oh, cool, I'm feeling good now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also think that um, you touched on it, you know, we enjoy exercise and it's finding that enjoyment so it doesn't become a chore because far too often it's like oh I've got to work out I haven't done it for four days I've got to go and do something and then it becomes sluggish and difficult to get into it so finding something you enjoy and it doesn't have to be you know the traditional exercises you know you don't have to be doing press-ups and lunge you can dance around you can yeah. um, you know do, do do musical statues with your kids and just to get active and like you said once you're into that flow of movement and it becomes part of your routine then you might want to factor in some more specific exercises but just getting it to be an enjoyed part of your day um and then also now what's really interesting I've got uh, my eldest is about to turn six and he what's really interesting about that age is because I've talked for a long time about wanting to inspire children to be healthy because obesity rates in young children are are on the rise and you know there's loads of campaigns at the moment to really help children engage with healthy lifestyles and to step away from technology a little bit and so I'm passionate about that but what's really interesting is now that he's six he can go with me so he's now at an age where he can ride his bike and I can go for a jog and we're only out for like 15-20 minutes but we can actually do it together. And it's so fun. It's been like a totally new um, experience for, for me because I've always had young children before. And now it's fun that he can actually start to do it with me, you know. That's so nice. And, and realise that you enjoy it and you're slugging yourself off to the gym because you don't want to go. I think it's really nice that he's going, she loves it. I'm going to do it too. I want to Yeah, do it. exactly. And, and he loves it. And it's become like a fun thing. Um, and then also I would say having small achievable goals because that when you feel like progress is slow and I talk often about slow progress is still progress but when it's slow it's frustrating and I really felt that after this cesarean for the first time I really felt like oh why is this taking so long I can't do what I used to but setting myself small achievable goals and just noticing really small differences like I go on this short 2k loop 
which for some people is not short. But the first time I ran it, I could not complete it. And now I'm, I'm, uh, five, I was like, how, how far postpartum am I? How, how old is Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> um, so now five months afterwards, I can complete that loop and I can now run a three and a half K. But it's small steps where I realise, oh, actually, this week I managed to get to that gate, and now this week I've managed to run to that field, and then slowly, you know, building up and having small achievable goals, I think, is is really important. And the other thing I'd say is that um, give what I've done for myself, and I've really been pleased about, is that I've given myself some sort of like free time. So I had Alfie in the beginning of August, and I always said to myself. For the whole rest of this year, um, I'm just going to see how I feel. So if I don't want to exercise, I won't exercise. If I want to do this kind of exercise, I'll do this kind. And I've set myself this time because I didn't want to put any pressure on myself. I wanted to just move in a way that felt good. And I always said that come January, February, that's when I'm going to start to structure my workouts a little bit more, structure my week if possible. Um, But I really have enjoyed having that time where I could just do what I felt like doing at the time and just get moving and take all the pressure off. Um, and it's been really nice actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we touched on it, but let's just make sure we've covered it in a little bit more detail. What are the best exercises to begin with? So the best exercises to begin with, like I said before, would be, um, the kind of small exercises to re-engage that core, all the different muscles you've been using and, and that might have changed a bit um, towards the end of pregnancy um, and in labour. So I would say that, first of all, you want to be doing, they're sort of like incorporating a little bit of Pilates work into your strength work. So making sure that, like you said, your breath is engaged, that you're, you know, before you do a movement, you're going to breathe out engage your core then do the movement so um making sure that you're moving mindfully but then when i when i would work on actual strength i would say because we we are lacking in time and energy you want to get most bang for your buck in your sessions so working on the compound movement so Mm -hmm. movements that engage um, multiple muscle groups so things like squats are great because actually you think they're just a leg exercise but if done correctly and in, in a controlled fashion you're engaging your core you're engaging your back uh, your glutes your quads your, you know you're getting so much done from that one exercise so rather than just doing like calf raises which just do the calves I would say go for something like a squat um, or a lunge because you're actually going to be engaging a huge number of muscles um, with that one movement. So I always say to clients, let's think how we can upgrade movements. So when you are going to um, start exercising again, think of a, work, um, a circuit that involves upper body and lower body and full body movements, rather than saying, I'm going to do lower body first today and then next exercise, next day I'm going to do upper body because that next workout might not happen <laughs> for yeah. 10 more days because yeah. you don't know when yeah. you're going to get the time. So I would say full body um movements and and circuits is what i would go for first even if whether it's body weight or with dumbbells i would say try to incorporate as much of your body as possible in the exercises yeah yeah absolutely i think circuits is a great way to go i certainly initially um worked on i talked about the power of the breath but breathing exercises for anyone who's had a cesarean um you know scar tissue massage and then i would do pelvic floor exercises and then I would slowly build that up and as you said compound exercises like squats and um, I focused all body weight to begin with because it was the easiest to fit in into a day um, 
and and that's kind of where I felt I needed to start but certainly and when when we talk about pelvic floor exercises we're not just talking about kegel exercises you can and your instagram and mine are full of these types of videos if people want to visit our igtvs but how to really engage your pelvic floor and get that sort of global activation of all pelvic floor muscles um and in turn that's going to work your really deep intrinsic core and then sort of building outwards so once you've strengthened that core cylinder then working on those compound exercises and getting that that full range of movement and also if you're only going to get 20 minutes to work out 20 30 minutes you don't want to be doing kegels in that time Mm. so what i would always say to people and i've been trying once every you know if i remember to do these kegel exercises when i'm feeding alfie or you know when i'm when i'm just doing things in the day because you don't need to be in your leggings and sports bra to do those yeah yeah Um, so if you if you can factor those into when you're sitting on the sofa or lying down or doing other things then by the time you get to your workout time you can do the um the kind of more pelvic floor exercises that are incorporated into exercises rather than lying on the floor for 10 minutes about 20. Yeah absolutely um so I I as I said I do a lot of um body weight workouts if you had to just choose one piece of equipment to sort of progress your exercise with which what would you go for? Mm, This is tricky because I think if 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 you wanted to have one piece of equipment initially to work out with from going from body weight, I would say um, a resistance band is really mm. great um, because it firstly it's it's super cheap, doesn't take up any space in your house. You can take it anywhere you go, um, and you can you can start to upgrade your exercises by activating a little bit more of your muscles because there's some resistance being put on you. Mm. Um, but if I can if I can elaborate on that answer. I think if you're going to buy one piece of equipment ever, and that's the only thing you're ever going to buy, I'd say a pair of dumbbells mm-hmm. is going to be brilliant for you because I wouldn't go super heavy on them because you can hold two or you can hold one. Um, and that's something that you can really use. So you think like up. three, four K? Yeah, I think, you know, people always ask me what weight should I go for? And it's so hard to tell people because obviously I don't know them, but I would always say three or four is mm-hmm. a good place to start if you haven't, got any dumbbells at home or you or you know you've never really worked with them before um and as i said if it's too heavy you know because what you're going to work on your lower body with dumbbells is usually going to be a bit too heavy to do your upper body with so you can use two dumbbells on your lower body exercises and then hold one dumbbell with two hands when you go through your upper body exercises and build it up that way Mm -hmm. um but i would say when people people who don't have any dumbbells at home you can use things in your house you can use bottles of water and things Mm -hmm. but for me a pair of dumbbells is um, my favourite thing to work with. You know, when someone steals your answer at school, when you're at school and you're like, oh, I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've got that <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely agree. Um, resistance band was like, was, was my answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. That's yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so just to wrap up, we've got a couple of minutes to wrap up. Just two final questions. Um, The first one is about training your core postnatally. So I get asked about that a lot. And I I think you've touched on it already. You know, with all exercises, we should be considering our core throughout. So, you know, whether that's a squat or a lunge or a tricep dip, that's always something we should consider. Um, How would you advise women to train their core postnatally? Well... 
core, like you said, it's involved in everything we do. So I get messages a lot about during pregnancy or what core exercises can I do? And it's like, we, should, we need to move away from doing a core workout specifically and remember that our core, like you said before, is our cylinder in the middle of our body. So it's actually mm. involved in everything we do. So um, the way I'd start working your core again after pregnancy is the way you worked it towards the end of your pregnancy. So I always say to people, imagine on a graph, you start at the top and you're kind of going to um, adapt your core exercises as you get towards the end of your pregnancy. And then after you've had your baby, you're going to go back up that line mm-hmm. and build up exactly the way that you sort of digress back down in the pregnancy, if that makes sense. So if you were doing your press-ups on your knees towards the end of the pregnancy, which you mm-hmm. will have been doing, that is how you start again after you've had your baby. So you're not going to be going straight back to what you did at month one of your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You're going to go back to those adapted exercises and build back up your strength using your breath, making sure that your core can cope. So again, we've spoken about it in the last podcast, I think, but watching out for that doming or coning of your tummy. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a sign to say that, you know, if you're, if you're seeing a little pointy shape down the midline of your abdominals um, or it's, you know, doming out a little bit, that's a sign to say that your body isn't coping with that pressure. Your core isn't coping. So you need to address it a little bit, maybe add in your breath a bit more, regress it so there's less pressure on your core and just listen to your body because it will tell you when you're ready to um, increase the pressure or, or the intensity. So I would say go for those regressed versions until you feel like you can try a little bit more challenging exercise. So you're never going to know unless you try. So I get messages a lot about how do I know when I can do a full plank? Well, I don't know because I'm not with you. So the Mm. only way you're going to be able to tell is by trying. And doing one full plank is not going to cause you any damage. You know, Mm. if you do one and you realise, oh, that was too hard, I can tell my core wasn't really having a good time there, then that's fine. That's what you, that's what you found out by doing that. And actually, you're not ready yet. So I would yep. say don't be afraid just to try because, you know, like I said, doing one or two variants of an exercise is not going to cause you any damage. So just yep. listen to your body, work with your body. And if it's telling you something's too hard, then it is too hard. So yep. um, it's great. the best other great yeah. warning signs if uh, an exercise is too challenging is also if you find you're clenching your jaw or if you're curling your toes so all of those as you said can be indications that it might be too challenging um and then with diastasis in particular where you're talking about that doming um if it's wider than roughly two centimeters um possibly having f- having that looked at further investigated further medically but um within reason we can use exercise to rehabilitate that and really focusing on core exercises that um that work the transverse abdominis so those static contractions and avoiding all those traditional ab exercises like crunches and cycles or all of that type of thing and also um, give it time you know because if you feel your abdominals straight after birth we all will have a gap all of us so you don't need to go rushing to the physio straight away give it time um you know and by the six week mark a lot of us still won't have had uh, our diastasis healed properly um, it takes it takes a good number of weeks for it to get there so it takes a good number of weeks for it to recover so just be patient i know it's frustrating but just be patient yep absolutely so finally where can people find out more about you um well as you said i've got a book coming out which is really exciting so um you can pre-order the bumps and burpees book now and there's um i put links on both my instagram accounts at charlie launder and at bumps and burpees and those are the two accounts where I post lots of information as well. So Bumps and Burpees account is where I post lots of workouts and, um, 
you know, information. And on my personal account, I'm posting what I am personally doing with me and my son. So it's more of a journey, if you like. So it, d- it depends what you're after. But um, both of those accounts I'm very active on and you can find me there. Great. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for having me. I hope it's helpful. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Strong Like Mum podcast. And remember, Vitabiotics Well Baby, expert nutritional care for your little ones for the start of their journey. To find out more, visit www.wellbaby.com.